people in the house said a great big what? Amen. Y'all are good. Go ahead and stand for the reading of the word again. James chapter number one. James chapter number one. We're going to start reading a verse number two, and I'll be reading from the um, Passion Translation. I think that's what this one is. Yes. Okay. And it says, my fellow believers... When it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties. I'm going to read that again. I know that everybody's ears went up. (laughs) My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties. See it as invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up in you the power of endurance. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Talking about peace. Somebody say amen. Amen. Well, Father, we thank you tonight for your word. And we ask you in the name of the Lord Jesus to come and touch our ears. Give us ears to hear what you're saying into the church. Holy Spirit, God, every thought, God, every word. We ask you tonight, Lord, to minister to your people, cause faith to be stirred in the name of the Lord Jesus and help us to excel in the midst of trials troubles, difficulties. You have created us for this hour, not the hour for us. Father God in heaven, you have created us, Lord, to be a success. No matter what time it is, no matter where we're at, we thank you for victory, God, and triumph in all things in Christ Jesus, and we give you thanks tonight for it. Thank you for your precious gifts. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being here. Just ask you to have your way, God. We say we desperately need you. Nothing else matters but you. Lord, we yield ourselves to you, give ourselves to you, and say have your way. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Amen. You may be seated. Man, I love the way that this version says this. 
in James chapter 2. James is one of my favorite books. I love them all. I mean, you know, you hear me say that all the time. It's just all of the whole thing is my favorite. How about that? My fellow believers, when it seems as though you are facing nothing but difficulties, wow. See it as an invaluable opportunity to experience the greatest joy that you can. For you know that when your faith is tested, it stirs up in you the power of endurance. And then as your endurance grows even stronger, it will release perfection into every part of your being until there is nothing missing and nothing lacking. Amen. Glory to God. I was meditating, thinking today about the service tonight. The Lord began to stir me about faith, faith for right now, because I know that in the world in which we live, there's a lot of difficulties. You think about what Paul tells Timothy, that in the latter, latter days, perilous, troublous, difficult times, hard to bear, shall come. And so, in light, you think about this, and probably some of us are thinking, well, I've already been through hardships, and I've already been through trials, and I've already had things hard to bear, and I've already been through this fire. Well, this is what he's talking about, is that the reason that you have been is that God is preparing you for what is ahead so that you will be able. Somebody say that he will enable me that he will enable me, amen, enable me. See, the thing about this tonight is when you look at yourself, we're the remnant. We're the remnant. The remnant is going to make it. The remnant is strong. The remnant will thrive. The remnant will increase in endurance, amen. The name of the game is to endure unto the end not to fall apart up front or in the middle, but to go the long haul. Somebody say the long haul. Go through it all. Go through everything. Because everything that you hear today is negative. Everybody say negative. But there are a lot of positives. <laughs> Amen. I'm posit I positively have the victory. I positively will triumph. I positively am an overcomer. I positively prevail against the gates of hell. I positively have joy. I positively have peace. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. See, those are positives. I positively am blessed beyond measure. Glory to God. And so I have to look. You know, it's like the Apostle Paul when he was ministering to believers and all hell broke out against him and that was basically everywhere that he went. They were beating him up and, and doing things to him or they would have to sneak him out of town secretively and, and uh, as, you know, as he was preached, hell would get stirred up and come against him. You know, so the Apostle Paul, you know, is famous for writing and telling us how to be overcomers and more than conquerors and how to prevail and, and live and thrive in difficult times. And so here James is telling us the same thing. And so tonight, doesn't matter what happens in the world, we are not of the world. Look at somebody say, we are not of the world. 
And see, this is what Christians really need to begin to embrace. This is part of our foundation. We need to embrace the fact, amen, I am not part of the world. I'm in the world, but I am not of the world. I said, I'm in the world, but I am not of the world. The world is going to suffer lack. The world is going to be hungry. The world is going to be thirsty. The world is going to live in fear. The world is going to be tormented. The world is going to be messed up. It always has been. But those in the kingdom, somebody say those in the kingdom. Those in the kingdom. See, that's why we need a kingdom mindset. I'm in the world, but not of the world. I'm in the kingdom. Amen. And I'm of the kingdom. The kingdom is in me. And the kingdom of God is not meat and drink. See, that's what the world's after. Meat and drink, but the but the kingdom is peace, righteousness, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Somebody say, I want that joy. I want that joy. I want that joy. And so James is writing, and he's talking about faith being in your heart, faith being in your mouth, living by faith. Overcoming by faith. Somebody say, God is a faith God. Amen. Hallelujah. And so I want you to listen to this scripture in Hebrews chapter number four, verse number 14. Seeing then that we have a high priest that is passed into heaven, Jesus, the son of God, let's hold fast to our profession. Somebody say, hold fast to our profession. Amen. What's coming out of your mouth is your profession. Amen. Never say I can't do it. Say I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. See, the devil wants you to believe that you can't. God's telling you, oh, you can You're victorious through Christ Jesus. You're more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. Listen, a high priest that has passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let's hold fast to our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, our weaknesses, our inabilities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. Mm -hmm. Let us hold fast. Everybody say hold fast. He's telling you not to let it go. First thing you need to do if trouble comes your way is run to Jesus. Run to Jesus. Do not run away from Jesus. Run to Jesus just as hard as you can get there. Why? Because you're going to find grace to help. Somebody say grace to help. He's not going to beat you up, not going to kick you around, not going to uh, clobber you or bolt, bolt you with a bolt of lightning or none of those things. He's on your side. Somebody say he's on my side. Amen. See, he wants us to know tonight. Yes, storms are coming. It's getting dark. Darkness is in the world. Gross darkness upon the people. The world is messed up, and it'll continue to get more messed up. He said, but you are light. You're not of the darkness. You are light. Walk as children of light. Put on the armor of light on the right and on the left. Dress yourself in the light. What's that the word? Say the word, the word of God, the word of God, the word of God. 
Amen. See, if I do, I'm holding fast to my profession and I'm going to run to Jesus in every opportunity that I get. I'm going to say, God, I need your help. Somebody say this. Say, God, I need your help. Say, I thank you right now, Jesus. You know how to get me through the storm. Amen. Don't you just love Jesus? I mean, to think about it, he's so sensational. He doesn't never do anything a little bit or halfway. Man, in the storm, he comes walking on the water. He's asleep in the back of the boat. They wake him up, and he gets in and wipes the sleep out of his eyes. I say, what's going on with you guys? I'm on board. Didn't I say, let's go? Didn't I say, let's go? If he said, let's go, everything's going to be all right. Somebody say, amen. amen. Let me say this to you. Let me ask you a question. Did he say, I'm with you to the end for the long haul? I'm not going to dive out or bail out anytime. I'm going with you all the way. Somebody say, all the way. All the way. All the way. I have a high priest. I have a high priest. Somebody say, I have a high priest. I do not have one that cannot be touched with the feelings of my infirmities or my weaknesses. Jesus knows the flesh. He knows the limits of it. He knows the burden you bear. He knows the pressure you're under. He knows the demons you face. He knows exactly how to get you out of it too and to deliver you. So if you're in the middle of that storm, you got to see Jesus is sleeping in your heart. What does that mean? He is at absolute peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken. He is at absolute peace. Absolute peace. If he's at peace, why should I freak out? <laughs> Amen. I, won't, I, have, I should have peace too if he does. He is my peace. Amen. I love this. I love this. Come boldly to the throne of grace. Boldly to the throne. Even when you mess up, come boldly. Somebody say, come boldly to the throne of grace. Obtain mercy and grace to help in the time of need. Amen. Listen to what he says in verse 24 of Hebrews. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and unto good works. Verse 25. Not, 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 not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together. And so we hadn't forsaken that we're here tonight. Amen. People think they're smarter than God. You're not smarter than God. God said, don't you forsake yourself the assembling together. I don't need it. Oh, oh, you're smarter than God is. Uh-huh. See, so you're going to be so dumb when you do get in trouble. If you, if you think that way, and I'm probably talking to somebody live stream, if you think that way, then you're going to forget about coming boldly before the throne of grace to ask God for help. Because you're going to be under condemnation. You're going to be under guilt. You're going to be under all that junk, and the devil's going to be riding high on you. Amen. I'm glad I'm the remnant. Look at somebody say, I'm, I'm glad I'm part of the remnant. Amen. He's in my boat. My boat's going to float. Amen. Hallelujah. I love this. I love this. <laughs> so I want to get into our scripture text tonight because if I don't know, we'll run out of time. James chapter number one. My brethren counted all joy, King James says, when you fall into diverse temptations. 
He's telling you that when you fall into troubles and trials, to do what? To count it all joy. Oh, it is a cause of rejoicing. Somebody say, a cause of rejoicing. Why? Because we can count it all joy when we fall into diverse temptations because we know that our faith in God never fails. Somebody say, I got my trust anchored in him. We're saying that Christ, the firm foundation. He's my firm foundation, the, one, the foundation that I stand on. If the storms come or whatever, if I'm standing in him, everything's going to be okay. Somebody say, it's going to be all right. Amen. And so James is writing him, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. Call it cause a cause of rejoicing. When, when troubles come, trials come, testings come into your life, look at it as a cause of rejoicing. When trouble hits, you ought to go outside, lift both hands, and start shouting. Say, praise God, hallelujah. The devil just hit me with everything he had. My house is still standing because I'm built on the solid foundation. Somebody say amen. Say, is that all you got, devil? <laughs> amen. It's all right. Say, you can boast in Jesus because you may, might not be strong, but he's strong. Amen. And so God wants us to get this, and James does too when he's writing this. So James reveals the how and the why here when he's writing this letter because I know faith in God never fails. James knows this. Faith in God never fails. Faith in God. Believing what he said is true. Amen? It always, he always comes through. He's always confirming his word to us. This is what he says. Knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. Somebody say patience. It works patience. Patience. Glory to God. So this word knowing is the Greek word nosko. And what it means, it means, you know, to understand or to perceive. To understand or to perceive or to have knowledge of. So if I'm coming into a trial, if I'm coming into a testing, if things are happening to me, then God wants to be, be smart enough to understand and perceive that he's getting me ready for something big in my life. And I've got to be ready when that door swings open wide for me that I'm already prepared and not ill-prepared. And we never know when that door is going to swing either. He wants us to stay ready. At all times. So he's telling us, he said, look, when troubles come your way, when things happen to you, you think about Jesus on that boat that's going to the other side of that sea. He was headed there to set free a man that had thousands of devils in him. And he was not about to wear himself out before he got there, so he went in the back of the boat and just went to sleep. But hell had to have some kind of inkling that Jesus was getting ready to show up and set the gathering demoniac free. Somebody say hallelujah to God. Because the ocean convulsed, or the sea convulsed when Jesus is on board. This is what he wants us to get out of this. He said, number one, you've got to realize that if you're in the midst of that sea and all hell is breaking out, then you cannot panic in the midst of it. You've got to be able to see what's on the other side of your trouble. Because if you're going through troubles, God is just simply what? Increasing you. Somebody say increase. God's not... God doesn't want you to decrease. God wants you to increase. What was that? I thought I heard Siri speak up. God wants you to increase. Somebody say increase. Amen. 
so I don't want to be ill-prepared. I want to be prepared. James is getting at this right here. And you listen to the language that he uses. He says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith, this word trying here is dakameon. It means, uh, it means that when you come into this trial, it's the proving ground of your faith. How many have faith? How much faith you got? <laughs> That's a whole different question. Amen. See, but we can say we have faith, and some people say, man, I got strong faith. Man, I got, I got faith to believe God. I can believe God. Well, your trial will prove whether you do or don't. Because your trial is the proving ground of that faith that we have. Somebody say amen. See, you don't even know whether you have faith or not until you get thrown in the trial, and devils are snapping at you and growling at you and barking at you, and, and life is giving you all sorts of curves, and, and you're standing there with storms going on around you. So you have no idea what kind of faith that you have. It's one thing to have the devil tell you that you're no good and you're a nobody, but it's quite another thing to be in the midst of a real storm in life. It's just like these people that we're praying for tonight, the lady with the cancer, the woman going with the heart surgery. Those are real storms. Amen. Real storms are when you don't have enough money to buy your baby milk. Real storms, I don't know how I'm going to pay my light bill. I don't know how I'm going to, I don't know how I'm going to survive. I barely I can even afford gas to get to my job. I'm, I'm being swallowed up by life. But see, that, that's real faith. When you get real faith, see, your faith is put on trial. And your prosecuting attorney, the devil, is barking loud and clear. It doesn't work. You can't believe God. You know the best thing that you can do if you're in the midst of a financial dilemma? Sow seed. Because if you have, it's not what's meeting your need. You need to look at it as your seed and give it. No matter how it hurts. Because I understand one thing. I, when I lose what's in my hand, God is going to release what's in his. I've never seen him fail in that. And it's the same thing, the law of reciprocity. When you give, you shall receive. God's going to come through. If you, if you love somebody, somebody's going to love you back. If you pray for somebody, somebody's going to pray for you. If you give, it's going to be given unto you. If you forgive, somebody will forgive you. Somebody say amen. amen. And so if I help somebody that's going through difficulty, somebody's going to be helping me go through my difficulty. I may not understand it, but somebody may be praying and say, Father, you send those rescue angels. You send those helper angels. God, you stretch forth your hand. You let there be an open heaven over, over Brother Coleman. You touch his life, God. You give him the strength to make it. See, I may not know who's praying for me, but I can sure feel it when it happens. Amen. I need that stuff. Somebody say, I need that. I need that. See, my faith is going to be put on trial. If I get up and preach something, I will get tried. I usually get tried beforehand. But if I preach like I did Sunday morning, I get tried before and after. Because the devil don't like that kind of stuff. But see, I have enough sense to know that when my faith is put on trial, it's working something for me. Faith always is working something. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know, when you, uh, you, know, when you look in the mirror, you just see yourself. You see that container you're in? You see that flesh and blood body? But see, if your eyes were open in the spirit, you'd see something totally different. You'd see a fierce warrior. You see a child of light. Well, the glory of God is on you. Amen. You would see yourself as powerful in Jesus. My God, because you're a son and daughter of the most high God. Mm-hmm. 
The devil doesn't want you to click with that. Doesn't want that to click on the inside of you. So when faith is put on trial, you find out whether you got faith or not. How do you find out? This thing right here usually tells it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do. You just failed. <laughs> Repent real quick. Say, Lord, forgive me for saying that stupid thing. Amen. We've all done it. Amen. Amen. You get in that aggravated moment when it seems like you've prayed and you've fasted and you've quoted the scripture and you've done all this stuff and it seems like the devil is still wiggling and still pressing in and you're going through the troubles and the trials and all this stuff is happening. You see, that's when the greater thing is at work though. Amen. You should never, listen, we should never, we should never say something out of our mouth that we don't want the devil to hear. Because if you identify something the devil's doing is working, he's getting ready to turn it up. Because you gave him permission to come and give you some more hell. See, when your faith is put on trial. So we come to church, shouting is good. We need to shout. Praising God is wonderful. We need to praise God. We need to hear the preaching of the word. But it's none of us worth the holy hoot unless I practice it. Amen. Unless I do what the word says. Amen. Put my faith on trial. I'm saying, devil, you can squeeze all you want to, but all that's going to come out of here is Jesus. Amen. Amen. Squeeze. Call, Paul called it being pressed hard <laughs> on every side. Amen. And sort of like that program I seen, what, Pimple Popper? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> He's squeezing from every direction. Uh -huh, yeah, it gets that ugly stuff out, doesn't it? Yeah. Listen. Faith on trial, what you believe. I believe Jesus is the Son of God. I believe he conquered death, hell, and the grave. I believe that devils tremble at his name. I believe that in his name I can cast out devils and pull down strongholds. I believe that he's my healer. I believe that he's my provider. I believe that he has grace for all things that I need in life. I believe that I'm more than a conqueror through Jesus. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> See, this is what James, how he describes it. He said, you're like a natural man who goes and looks in the mirror and say, you handsome-looking thing, you. And then when you turn around, you forgot what you look like. You got to be able to under, you got to, when you look in the mirror of the word, you got to see who you are. Amen? Amen. Because God's not double-minded. <laughs> He's called us all kinds of great and awesome things, but it's important for us to get it. Amen? And so you got to hold fast. Somebody say hold fast to your profession of faith. The word profession is confession. You got to hold fast. You have to hold fast because when you pray and when you fast and when you're standing on the word, the enemy is not over there going, oh, praise God, hallelujah, they got it. He's kicking demons around and trying to find a, form, a more formidable enemy, the emissary that he can send out against you to stop you. Amen? Amen? He is. Because he doesn't want you to make it. He doesn't want you to thrive. He doesn't want you to be a success. He doesn't want you to be blessed or healed or, or any of those things. Your faith is on trial. 
And so it's important that when we're there that we don't say things that are contradictory to the word. Somebody say amen. Amen. Faith on trial for what you're believing for. Amen. Now you think about this. I have to believe that these people we prayed for tonight are believing for healing. Amen. You know, I'm, I'm believing that my son's going to be absolutely delivered on fire for Jesus, speaking in tongues, baptizing the Holy Ghost, living a godly, holy life. That's what I see. I hear his footsteps coming. That's what I hear. Deborah will tell you, I refuse to say anything else. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. I don't have to lay around squalling, bawling, beating the floor, clawing the walls, and going to people and calling them, I don't know what we're going to do. I'm going to do. That does not change anything. That's not faith. That's stupid. <laughs> Amen. I can hear the devil down there recording all that. I said, play that back. It sounds so good. <laughs> the complaining and the mumbling and the groaning. See, because what you do, see, when, we don't realize this, but when we actually say what the devil says or repeat what he says, it's the same thing as saying, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to praise your name, Jesus. What we're doing is just offering praise to the devil. Amen. Somebody say faith in reverse. Mm. Listen. So what, you're, what are you believing God for? See, and this is the whole key to this thing is that I have to believe, you know, that I want, I want to thrive in the things of God. I want more of his presence. I want more fire. I want more of his goodness. I want to see more of his glory. I want to, I, I, I just want more of God. I want my, I want my life in every area to thrive. I want everything that, that's a part of me should be blessed. Amen. And so if there's something in my life or connected to my life that is, that is not experiencing what the word says that it should be experiencing and is connected to me, amen. Say, I'm blessed. Everybody say this. Say, I am blessed. Say, everything connected to me is blessed. Amen. If those things are not experiencing, if I'm not experiencing that, then the enemy is standing in the way. Now, that doesn't mean you got sin in your life. That doesn't mean that you're not believing. It means your faith is on trial. My God, listen to me. I, we have had people come to this church. This is always mind-blowing to me. I had this one, we had this one woman. They were going to give her a house. Deborah worked for the company, and she knew it. And she wouldn't tithe. And you know what? She didn't get it. Why? Because she stopped God, and she let the devil do what he wanted to do. See, we don't understand, you know, spirit, how important doing, you know, just the, the, the elementary things that God tells us to do, how powerful that they are when we obey. I've seen people miss cars. I've seen, dear God, maybe two houses. Oh, dear Jesus. I'm like, I said, my God, if they, they will find out on the day of judgment. It ain't going to be that they're not going to heaven. It's just going to see, God's going to show us what we missed and what we could have got. By disobeying in this or not having the faith to operate in it. Oh, Lord Jesus. 
I'm going to help somebody right here. (laughs) Amen. Tithing is a powerful thing. It's so elementary. Dear God, when I got born again, I didn't know any scripture. I couldn't quote one, didn't know nothing. I never never even heard tithing. When I got born again, I went to church. They came bringing an offering plate, and the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, you need to give 10%. That's mine. And from that day forward, I've tithed 10% ever since. And then I give offerings. That's where my blessing comes in. See, my duty is to tithe. My blessing comes from the overflow. I mean, honest to goodness, I mean, do you, you, he's, a, he's a good, good father wanting to do good, good, good for his children, and we just cut him off. We block him. We stop him. Now, let's see what I'm, you know, I guess I still am talking about faith here. But the trying of your faith. Tithing is one of the most simple things it is. I've, this is what I hear people say. I can't, you know, I've had people co- cohabitate, live together. Well, if, if, if we get married, our government subsidy will stop. I say, so you're telling me that you want to fornicate and go to hell and because if you decide that, you're gonna, uh, that you want to serve God, that he can't take care of you. I mean, did you, did you hear what I just said? Does that sound like a dumb statement? See, I know the devil, though the devil, that's, that's part of faith being on trial. Is that we understand I'm my father in heaven, his, I'm not in the world. I'm not of the world. The world thinks that way. I'm not of the world. The devil said, man, you can't give that. You can't, you can't tithe. I'm going to say, God said I could. Somebody said, well, that's old covenant. <laughs> Read your Bible. Paul talks about it. Jesus talked about it. And that's new covenant. Amen. Because I know you can find all kinds of stuff on the internet. Believe me, I've been in this thing a long time. And is anything I tell you you want to believe. People don't want to tithe or write books on why you shouldn't tithe. People don't want to go to heaven and don't believe in God. Write books and tell you why there's not a God. And then end up somewhere down the road, getting born again, write a bo- another book, they, they, how big of an atheist I was, and I'm born again, and there is a God. <laughs> so you got the same author, atheist, <laughs> while there is no God, and then you, the same dude, I'm born again now, there is a God. Somebody say, somebody touch your Bible, say truth. <laughs> truth. See, I know it sounds, it sounds hard, but it's not hard. Because, you know, God wants you to be blessed. He wants you to, the, the, the main thing, he wants you to trust him. He's your father. He's your father. And I know that, you know, a, a lot of people in our generation and other generations, we didn't have, didn't have fathers. You know, there were, you know, you know, we had one parent in the house and, and, you know, we, people suffer because of things like that. And that makes it difficult for us to trust our father. That's our image of what we have. But father in heaven, somebody say, my father in heaven wants me to be able to trust him. Why? Because he loved me enough that he was willing to give his son to die for me so that I could be saved. Amen. So like a, just like a little bitty kid said, come on, come on, come to me, come to me. It's all right. Come on, come on. I'm thinking about my cat right now. He's sitting there looking at me like, why? 
<laughs> I'm saying, come on, you can do this. Get it, get it, get it. <laughs> He's sitting there going, why should I? <laughs> I'm not going to expend any energy to come to you. <laughs> but, you know, God wants us to trust him. Amen? We're just like the cat. <laughs> Amen? We're sitting there saying, Why? What do you want out of this? God said, I want to bless you. Amen. You know the quickest way to get a cat to come to you? Get a treat. You get that bag out and just shake it just a little bit. doesn't matter where that cat's at. He's coming. He is coming. You've never seen something move so fast. Well, your father in heaven is up there shaking the treat bag. He's shaking the treat bag. Say, trust me. I can feed you. If I feed birds and if I feed, and if I take care of flowers and do all this kind of stuff and I give rain from heaven and so that you can have produce and all these kind of things, don't you think that I can take care of you? You're of much more value. See, he loves you. He wants you to be able to trust him. And see, that's a trying of faith right there as well. See, learning to trust him. Your faith is on trial. Everybody's on different levels of faith right here. But I can guarantee you this, if you trust him and if you do what he says in that word, he's going to bless you. Amen. Because he said, if you come to me and you ask, you know, if, if, if you ask for the Holy Spirit, I'm not going to give you a snake. I'm not going to give you a stone. I'm not going to give you something bizarre. He said, I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. So God wants us to trust him. He loves us. Somebody say he loves us. He loves me. He loves, listen, he loves my son more than I do. He loves your kid more than you do. He loves you more than anybody else can love you. Amen. You may be in love with yourself, but he still loves you more than you do. You old narcissist. <laughs> and see, this is, you know, Jesus is, he's just, it's basic one-on-one trust. Trust him. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. Amen. If you be willing and obedient, the scripture says, you shall eat the fruit of the good of the land. Amen. What does he also say? Jesus said this. He said, look, he said, you're burning both candles at the end. You're working 20 jobs. You're going at it backwards because that's what humans do. We go at things right backwards. Amen. I mean, I've already talked about the backwards stuff. But what did Jesus say? This is how you get it right. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, which is his son, and all these other things shall be added unto you. He said, because this is what the Gentiles or the sinners have been seeking after, but they got it backwards. But if you'll seek me first, I'll add everything else to you. Amen. Glory to God. And so your faith is on trial. Faith is on trial. How do you know you got faith? You just walk out. Walk out blindly to God and say, I trust you. You will take care of me. You're going to supply my every need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That the trying of your faith 
worketh patience. It works. Somebody say it's working. It's working. Actually, that Greek word means to render one fit for a thing. Remember, that's what we talked about at the very beginning. God's getting you ready for the greater thing. If, you know, that's why we got to trust him and just believe. With all the stuff that's coming in the world, somebody say you got to start out small. Amen. You want your kid to trust you, don't you? You'll love it. You'll talk to it. You'll do everything you can, and, and, and et cetera, et cetera. Our Father in heaven is the same way. That's where you got that at. It's innate within you. All right? Now, listen. But let. Everybody say, but let. But let. See, the trying of your faith worketh patience. Patience. Everybody say it works patience. And he says, but let. Everybody say, but let. But let. Patience have her perfect or complete work in you. So you just keep on standing, keep on walking, keep on doing, do what you know to do, and do not deviate from the path. Somebody say amen. 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 So this is so important because, number one, when he's using that particular word there, he said, let patience have a perfect work, that you could be perfect in the entire wanting nothing. He's talking about that it creates that endurance in you or patience in you, endurance in you, that will not surrender under pressure because the enemy's good at pressuring you. Somebody say amen. amen. And the world is going to have a lot of pressure in the future. That's why God wants us to be ready now. Somebody say, get ready now. Amen. Amen. That's why if you go into the military, what do they do? They put you through basic training. So when we go through basic training in church, you know, our faith is put on trial. Amen. So we learn, I don't need to run to anybody but God. I don't need to head to anybody but Jesus. I don't need to put faith in anything but him. Deliver me, God, from my own thinking. Lay your hand on your head. Say, Father, deliver me from this. <laughs> this thing right here. This onion. <laughs> deliver me from my, my own thoughts and my own mind. Amen. Because God says in Isaiah 55, what he said, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. And my ways are not your ways. Because my thoughts are higher than your thoughts and my ways and your ways. He said, so shall, so the same is with my word. He said, it goes forth. It creates everything that's needed in life for you, and it will not return unto me void. God says, when you use the word and stand on the word, he said, it will not come back void. Amen. Say, trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. And so James says this, listen. He said, count it all joy. A matter of rejoicing when your faith gets put on trial. Because you get, number one, to show to the world and devils that your God is going to do what he said in the word. And you're going to smile right through it. You're going to go through that thing and you're going to come out stronger, bigger, and greater on the other side of it. And you're going to inherit the promise that God has given. Amen? Amen. Say this. Say, devil, you're not having my peace. You're not having my blessing. You're not having my family. You're not having my finances. You're not having my health. You're not having anything that's connected to me. So you're not going to have it because I ain't giving it. I trust God. 
I'm going to trust him. Amen. Let's stand together and stop. That's a good place to stop. Amen. Now, let me, I'll tell you this before I close. When I get home, my cat's going to be waiting. <laughs> Deborah will tell you. He's just sitting there like this. Yes, sir. Where's my treat? <laughs> Amen. See, we should be the same way. We should have a conditioned response toward God that we know that good things are coming to us, that we are blessed and highly favored. Now, that doesn't mean you don't have troubles and trials and testings. Those things are just so that you can learn to rejoice more than when you go into it and your flesh is crawling and bad things are happening, that you just step back and say, Father, I thank you right now. In the midst of the storm, I put my trust in you, and I command this storm in Jesus' name to cease. Rebuke the winds and the waves. The devil's always full of hot air. Amen? And just stand firm, holding fast to the profession of your faith without wavering. Amen. Just stand strong. It may take a month. It might take a week. It could take six months. But see, it depends on what's going on in your life, but I can guarantee you this. I've, I've had all kinds of sorts of different trials. They've lasted, you know, all kinds of different ways, some months, some a year, some six months, some a week, some a day. But God has never failed. I said, God has never failed. I'll share this little testimony. I shared it with, uh, um, you know, the people. We had a, a person that uh, came up Sunday morning for prayer, and their son and, and, and his wife had cut them off from having visitation with their, with their grandchild. And so we prayed. We said, we're just not going to put up with that in Jesus' name. That's what we've been fasting for, breakthrough. So we prayed. And so I went home. When I got home, my phone went off. It was them. They said, just got to share this with you. Said, my son just called. We're having visitation. And also his wife is writing a letter of apology. Amen. Amen. Isn't that good? Amen. So that's important. That could be new. Somebody say, that's a quick turnaround. Amen. We want all things to be done speedily, but I can tell you right now, anything worth waiting on is going to be a big blessing when it comes. So you just hang, you just hang tight and speak the word of God. Amen. Say what God said. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May he lift his countenance to you, be gracious to you, and grant you peace in Jesus' name. Amen. If you're here tonight, you need prayer, want us to pray for you, I want you to come right now. Let us pray. We'll pray for you, agree together, uh, whatever that it might be. You know, if there's anybody here that needs prayer, please come.